And it's another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes of Shoreline Church. Jason, we are almost through the month of May. We are. It's hard to believe, actually. Yeah, I mean, we are. We're getting closer to June. Not technically the uh, the calendar beginning of summer, but as often but people kind like of, it, yeah. you know, when you get Memorial Day behind yep. you, you feel like you started summer. I can always remember it felt like the the swimming pools yep. always opened up uh, in my childhood right around Memorial Day weekend. Right. I think some actually start a little bit earlier now. Not not, not so now. much this year. Not in twenty twenty. Uh, you know, but. Uh, yeah, indeed. So, uh, summer. Yeah. 2020. Here. here we are. It's here. You know, we have, let's see, this past weekend, we went to visit my family in Middle Tennessee and, uh, I got to get back to my roots. I got to get on a John Deere I tractor. I saw that, man. You, uh, and you were like posting pictures of like your boots on yeah, the tractor. Yeah. It was like very grammable type stuff. Yeah. It there. was good. You yeah. know, and, and, and this is, uh, for some folks, this won't mean anything, but like seriously, I was sitting on, I was driving the tractor, uh, cause we, my dad has kinda, uh, how do I say this in a kind way, uh, has let, he's let a few things go. Yes, let a few things. That's, uh, <laughs> that's one way to put it. Uh, so the house, which is close to the road, and it was built in the, uh, either late 1800s or early 19, around 1900, old home, farmhouse, uh, but it's close to the road, but you couldn't even see it from the road. Uh, so we, my brothers, you know, kind of got together, my nephew and, and we cleaned up a lot of the yard. Uh, and so we had to, we had to load all the, the, all the brush and everything onto a trailer. Then we got the tractor and pulled it off the trailer. And so as I'm driving the tractor, which is the same tractor my papa drove, uh, when he was living, and I, I just happened to look down and I had my red wing boots on and on the clutch. And it just in a, a quick moment, I was like, that looks like my papa's foot because my papa always wore red wings. Yep. And just in that one little moment, I was like, man, this is so cool. It, just a, uh, just a neat memory. Yeah. And, and so, uh, so yeah, so that's why. So you didn't actually do any work for the rest of the I, day. You just, uh, I just drove the, around the field. Stared at your boot. I just drove around the field and took some videos and. <laughs> You know, Instagram stuff. No, so, so, yeah, so uh, y'all had to haul some stuff all to, like, did, did it end with a big bonfire or anything? Yeah, like so what we did was we would, uh, so the way, the way my dad's place is set up is you have, you know, most of the land is on his house side of the road, but there's about 20 acres across the road. And so okay. we would, we would load it all on the trailer, drive across the road and put it in a pile. And then we had some, some hay that was, what we would call junk hay. And so we burnt about dry, very dry yeah, and, and, and just been sitting there for a yep. while. And so you wouldn't want to feed it to your animals. And so we burnt about six bales of hay, which my dad was like, Oh, it's going to be wet. It won't light up. Just so you know, folks, uh, just for safety measures, hay burns. It does okay? burn. Whether it's wet, dry, no matter. Yes. Okay. So we, as soon as my brother put the lighter to it, it it burns okay yes. quickly. That's why farmers are concerned about hay being in a barn, and, and that's why a lot of barns get burned down because it, it likes to catch on fire. And so uh, so it burned quickly, and then continued to. I mean, I went up there the next day; it was still burning. <laughs> and so, uh, but in you know, out in the country, there's no yeah. permits. There's no. no. I, you just, I had an episode. Light it up. I had an episode about a month ago. Maybe you know, I was at the. Actually, it was longer than that. It's hard to believe, but it was it was nearing the beginning of quarantine, and um, 
and I had a bunch of brush, just stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, tree limbs and stuff that had fallen down and sticks and everything else. And I went out one evening, uh, and, and we have, uh, we do live in a neighborhood, but we live in a neighborhood that has what they call a state lots, uh, at least in part of the neighborhood. And we're kind of right near that part of the neighborhood. Ours is kind of in the middle, if that makes sense. And, um, and so we are definitely spread out from folks, uh, but still at the end of the day, it's a neighborhood. Sure. And, uh, and so I usually try to not burn during the day. Uh, I try to do that like up into the evening where most people are inside. Right. And then I put it out. Like I make sure that I take the hose to it, put it out, uh, you know, before I go to bed. And, and so it's just trying to be as, uh, minimally intrusive sure. as possible for other folks. And so I, uh, I got this fire going and it just got a little hot. It mm-hmm. was, I mean, it was, it got a little bigger than I anticipated. Again, I had the hose the whole time there, but the bigger issue is it started, the wind started picking mm. up and I wasn't so much worried about, uh, like losing control of the fire. I was more worried about some of the embers that were burning. Sure, yeah. And so I kind of did have in the back of my mind, like, man, I hope that really didn't go anywhere beyond this. And, uh, and so that night, sure enough, I took the hose to it, put it all out. Well, the next morning I come out and I smell smoke in the air and I'm like, man, oh me. And then I look back, which is probably a few acres, uh, away from us at this point, but, but one of our neighbors back behind their house, there's like smoke coming up from behind their house. And I immediately panic. You thought you I did. I think it. I've set fire to yeah. a part of their property. Yeah. And I texted him immediately and he was like, no, I just got a, f-. I said, do you have a fire going? He's like, no, but my neighbors do. And I was like, oh, thank you yeah. so much. I was like, and I actually clarified, can you go make sure they actually have a like, like they're monitoring the right. fire? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I see him out there stoking it. And I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. So, that would be terrible. That, yeah. 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 My wife used to work, uh, way back in the day. She, uh, during summers of, of college, she would go back and work at, a, like a, a convenience store back in her hometown, gas right. station. And one night, or one day, she put, uh, she put something out the back and then went back in and then came back out and she had set the entire field on fire. Oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. So, uh, but you know, in some, some parts of the country, Farmers like to set their fields on fire anyway for for a time. Sure, they just like to you know have that schedule. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and so it ended up not being a, a huge deal, but could have been. Could sure. have, you know just accidents happen. And so as you, uh, my neighbors behind us, they will they've been burning a lot of brush, and so we'll come out sometimes and we smell strong fumes of gas. Yeah. Oh, wow. They're like, like really strong. Yes. And I'm like, Oh, they're, they use that. They're, to start their okay. Fire. Probably not the way I would do yeah. it, but, um, but you know, you know, to yeah. each his own. Yeah. So, so, so in what we could only be considered a veteran radio move here, let's think about other things that are on fire. Yeah. Like our society <laughs> as a whole. Uh, what, what, I mean, what's that? What, what about that yeah, transition right that's there? Good. That was seamless. That's good. Right there. No, man, this week has been an interesting week. I mean, more things continue to pop up. We've had, excuse me, we've had all kinds of stuff coming from both sides of the party. Yeah. Uh, we've just had all kinds of stuff going on. We've had another terrible incident, uh, with a police officer yeah, just, that's just clearly a picture of murder. 
I mean, just an absolute tragedy. Yeah, there, there's no, uh, there, there's no gray area here. Oh, this it's is just har- absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, we've got Twitter uh, throwing tags on our our president's tweets. I mean, yeah. we've got all kinds of stuff going yeah, on. It's, it's been so. Uh, of the fires that have been burning in America this week, yeah. which ones have stood out among you or yeah, the, within you? Look, you know, a lot of times with the president and Twitter, I'm I'm typically like. Look, that's just the president being the president. You know, just ignore it. Don't. It's nothing. It doesn't matter. He's just trying to control the the narrative, and and a lot of times he does. And he's really good at the internet. There's no question. But but uh, but <laughs> that sounds like a that's an Al Gore in yeah. the internet. And Trump is really Donald good Trump at it. Trump is really good yeah. at it. And so, but but <laughs> like the, it's a video game. But the latest the latest things he's been tweeting about with Joe Scarborough, and if you haven't. You know, looked in, looked into it. Joe Scarborough, who, who is on Morning Joe, MSNBC. I don't watch it, but, uh, Joe used to be a congressman. And then years and years ago, one of his staffers died in the office. I didn't even know anything about this. Uh, turns out apparently she had some, some issues that no one knew about. And, uh, and so she, she died. And then quickly, the, the rumor is quickly, Joe left Congress, and and so there's always been the conspiracy theories of of what sure. happened to her. But Wait, are, enough, you, are you saying that people create conspiracy yeah, theories here? Yeah. In, and the scary America? part, the scary part is where we are in 2020. Yeah, no doubt. S- some of them yes. <laughs> seem to be coming yeah. true, and so that's where like oh, I don't know what to believe. But but so the the president has been saying, hey, we need to investigate this cold case and dig a little deeper, and and you know one tweet is one thing. But he keeps bringing it up, and uh, and that's not good. And Joe Biden went and did an interview with a uh, uh, a host, Charlemagne the God, which is a uh, you know he, yep. he gets a lot of views and a lot of listeners, and and Biden decided it was a good time to say that if you're picking between if you don't know who to vote for between me and Trump, then his words, you, you ain't, ain't black. black. I mean, what are you talking about? Oh, and just not uh just just it's just been a very just, bad week for, for presidential for, for, for candidates. Both sides. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it really has not been the greatest week. It doesn't instill a lot of confidence in you either direction. You well, know? I think and, and certainly I understand a lot of our listeners like, hey, there's other choices out there. Sure, you can there are party candidates and all this stuff. I I get that. I'm just talking about our two primary yeah, candidates. It's, it's not been their best week on either side. Well, I think I think for I think for Vice President Biden Look, let's be honest. Zoom meeting is not his forte. No. Okay, where, no. which, where, which it's not for a lot. No. Yeah. And, and, and where the president is really good at the internet, I would say the vice president, former vice president is not right. really good at the internet. And then so, you've got these wars between masks. Like, oh you know, goodness. oh my goodness. Christian, I'm like, can we stop it? Like, why are we, how have we managed to argue between, we argue about everything. About, about you everything. know, one, the guy's trying to, I mean, again, you you wear a mask, uh, and and people say you're fearful. You yep. don't wear a mask, people say you're reckless. You're like, oh my yep. goodness, can we just let it go? Yeah, it's That's it's. Hard, I, I even saw the, I saw a a video the other day of there was somebody in a grocery store with no mask, and so they're filming, and all these people with masks are yelling at this person, shouting at him, and they're like, they got him to leave the store. And I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> what is happening to us? Oh, uh, so speaking of shouting. Yeah. Let's talk about an incident that happened this morning. <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't any there shouting. There was no shouting at all. Thankfully. But I will say that when Andrew pulled up today, I actually got to the station a little bit later. I mean, a little bit earlier, um, uh, this afternoon, and I, uh, 
I actually was able to uh, sit in the truck for a few minutes, and Andrew came just just zooming through uh, today, uh, and not like not not breaking any laws. Yeah. I had the windows down. And it was just the the van was yeah. just in its glory. Yeah. The, the the family van was in its glory. I mean, it was the engine was roaring. You pulled into the pole position like the prime First spot here at spot. the radio station, and I just knew that you know today has been a day for you. <laughs> and, today was a day. And so you started your day off with almost hitting a police officer, yeah, the, not with your hand, right? But accidentally backing into but even worse with, your with van. my van. Yeah. And so as I was backing out of my driveway this morning. Uh, Sometimes, first off, the van is long. It's so is. sometimes it's it hard is. to see if anything's coming. There's a couple bushes that my neighbor has that, that we need to cut down, uh, that I will be cutting down when I get home today. And, uh, I looked both ways, didn't see anything, went to back up, and then all of a sudden saw mm. something in my, in the corner of my eye, slammed my brakes. Well, it been bad enough that if it was just a general, well, you know, it citizen. wasn't just the, uh, any car, it was a police car. Mm. And so I thought, oh, this should be fun. <laughs> and so I, I back out. I didn't hit him. You know, he, he was fine. No other cars were coming. He just goes on down the road. Well, then, uh, he hits his brakes and I thought, oh, no. oh this should be fun. Oh, no. And so he pulls over, gets out of his car, but he gets, Holy. he gets out of his car and then stands in the middle of the road. So I can't go by him. And, uh, and so that's when we had our standoff. I revved the engine up. No, I'm kidding. I that didn't is that. not true. And at so all. he looks at me and I roll my window down. I was like, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, we have some bushes that I need to cut down. And, and he told me, uh, in no uncertain terms, yes, you, you need to, to cut, cut those needed, bushes down. You needed to cut, cut uh, the uh, expletive yeah, bushes yeah. down. Yeah. And then he also said, uh, do you know how close you were to hitting me? I said, of course. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was yeah. there. And then, uh, you know, and he said, and if you'd have, if, you know, a couple more inches and we both would have had bad days. And I, I thought, I wonder what he means by that. <laughs> would I have gotten a ticket or would we just had a, <laughs> called our insurance company? Yeah, what is that going to mean? Uh, what does then, that mean? And then I apologized again and then he just kind of smiled and walked and got back in his car. And oh. I was like, okay, what a way to start the day. Wow. Well, so, yeah. well we're going to try to push through that moment. <laughs> And uh, have a great segment yes. when we come back. With the Sultans. With the Sultans. So as we continue the conversation today, of course, it's it's me, Andrew, and Jason Hayes, the pastor of Shoreline. Jason, uh, this past Sunday, y'all didn't we didn't meet in person. Uh, you had like a kind of a Zoom meeting for right. for the congregation. Kind of a family meeting, yeah, but no one go? was in trouble. It went really well, actually. So, uh, you know, we did come back uh, onto the campus on May 17th. Uh, our plan is to meet again outside on this upcoming Sunday, mm-hmm. the 31st. And then we have a really exciting plan that, you know, Lord willing, uh, we'll be able to pull off in the month of June. They will have everyone back inside our building. And so we're really excited about that on a weekly basis. And so... Um, a lot of exciting stuff, but this last Sunday, yeah, we, we did something different than all the other kind of online experiences that we've had up to this point. Um, for the majority of the quarantine season, Savor at Home time, uh, we pre-recorded our services just because we could control, um, you know, uh, the quality of it and we could just really put out a product that we felt really good about. And then what we would do is we would just use um, social media and chat and all that other stuff just to interact with people live. And so while the video was pre-recorded, um, they were playing it all while we were all together mm-hmm. online. And then, 
you know, we were jumping on interacting with folks. Well, this last Sunday, we actually did a Zoom, I think it's called like a seminar or webinar or something like that. So you can have up to a thousand people on it. And then you can have panelists uh, and things of that sort. And so we basically did a live like simulcast from different parts around our city. Uh, and that included, you know, homes of staff members, but it also included like some like roaming reporters where, um, uh, you know, like two or three of our staff members were outside partners, church partners, which is what many churches call members. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call partners, but like outside of their, their home, you know, they had a baby during quarantine. And so we were dropping off a gift for them and, you know, surprising them or a couple who had been really engaged in uh, like the social media interactions during uh, our services, gave them a date night. And so we did some really fun stuff. It was actually really well received. Uh, and so I would think, um, speaking of things that, you know, kind of uh, will will stick moving forward, I could very much see like our family meetings per se yeah. when we do, when we need to have kind of business because uh, that's what we we used it not so much for business but more like talk about what are our plans sure. and how are we doing financially mm-hmm. and all those other stuff. We had great reports to share, um, but sometimes we don't want to do that on Sunday mornings because we know we got a ton of guests yeah. there. And so um, I could very much see that being something that we do moving forward. So it was good. Good. Well, as we as we kind of stay on that subject, you know, before we went on air, we were both kind of talking about this season and this time and how. We, um, there's an interesting feeling, and I, and I don't think we're the only ones that are having it, but I, I think that a lot of people may be kind of sensing as we get back, as we kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, and we're, uh, I mean, we, we talked about that for a few weeks, but I mean, I think it feels like we're almost completely out of this. Certainly for, for us here in right, Knox County. Right, for, right. for Knox, yeah. And so as we think about that, we, we look back at the past eight weeks, nine weeks, and we go, there's a sense of, I don't know, maybe is, is everything, is everything, everything went okay. Is there a need to get back to normal? Do we want to get back to normal? And what does that look like for, uh, for us? And so right. it's even, it's even hard to put into words exactly yeah. how I feel, but, but even I, I was saying, you know, I look back at during this whole time, I've, uh, I've gone to work. I've gone to the office every day. Hope has been open. And, but there's been time. I haven't had any meetings. Right. Uh, I've done, I've, but yet we've not really missed a beat. We've had yep. to make some adapt, you know, we've had to adapt to some things and, and change some things up. But there's a sense of, and, and you were talking about, uh, is there a sense of value that we're going, hold on, are we, yeah. Need, are we needed? Yeah, are we essential if we yeah. use that term? Yeah, it's it's been really interesting. You know, we talked obviously a lot about reentry and uh, you know things reopening, and and I think probably for the last several weeks we talked about some of the real practical sides of uh, you know like how, what what businesses are going to be shifted and shaped, and sure. and uh, you know how is the economy going to adjust if it does, and all of these pieces. But I think that the thing that I'm really processing through this week, and as you said, I, I, I was mentioning as we came into the, the studio today, is that I, I wonder how people are just feeling. Not, and I, I, I mean, I'm talking more about their emotions. And, um, and I, I would say for me, it feels like the enemy has really gone on attack, uh, over the last week or two, uh, and, and maybe some doubts, uh, about a whole bunch of stuff. And, and, you know, I mean, guys, if, if you're a listener today, 
uh, and you're not connected to Shoreline, um, you're going to get a, a little bit of exposure of something that I do really often, which is just to show vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, don't, don't hear me, uh, you know, communicating that I'm abandoning the faith or, uh, leaving the ministry. That is not what I'm saying, but I'm just being really vulnerable and being honest. But yeah, I mean, I, I've just dealt with a lot of emotion. I, I think, um, a, a piece of it is the last two or three months have been taxing, like really exhausting. Uh, and yet, then in 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 some people's mind it's like okay we're we're coming back as a church and 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 you know I don't think anyone is so naive to think well you guys have had it easy for the last two or three months but it does feel like man like I I feel like a certain obligation that I'm supposed to be like rested guns blazing yeah. coming in to this this new season as we kind of reenter into as a church and and yet I'm 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 exhausted. Right. I'm spent, you know, because I've had to make decisions we've never had to make, face things we've never had to face, walk with people through crises that they've never experienced before. I mean, and, and constantly, as you know, I mean, you make a decision and something changes the next yep. day. I mean, things have never been as fluid in our eight years of Shoreline Church, but I would say my 20 plus years of ministry, uh, never have we had a season where things have been quite so fluid and changed quite so rapidly. And so I'm, I'm taxed. And then you think about the idea too, for, for many, the summer is a little bit slower pace. Yeah. Um, the summer, you know, brings vacation. And I'm sitting here looking at like, no, I mean, this is not the time I need to be taking vacation. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been away from all these people for months and, and now I don't need to be taking vacation. And I'm thinking this is not the moment I need to be tired. And so there's that for me. But then also what you were hitting at, and I want you to unpack that a little bit more. I've had some of those feelings like the church, um, in many ways has flourished. Uh, but, 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 but I also would say, um, I, I do wonder like for some, how much has it really been missed? Right. Uh, and that is what the enemy begins to speak in your ear. You're like, like, does what you do really matter? Does what you do like, like, are, are you that essential in all yeah. this thing? Uh, and, and is your leadership really all that significant? I mean, just, just the ministry that you're a part of. You know, I, I even, I mean, I, I read this list on Sunday in, in our kind of family meeting, of like all the things that we've done oh, just mm-hmm. outside of our normal, regular stuff, you know, p- with partnerships and, and with serving globally and all this stuff, things that we've done during the last three months, basically during this season. And, and I, I read it out <clears throat> and like, it is notable. Yeah. I mean, you know, fe- feeding thousands of healthcare workers, um, uh, you know, serving uh, nursing communities, talking about ways that we're come partnering with our, our government officials. I mean, all the stuff that we've been doing, dumping funds into our global partners at an increased rate. I mean, all these things. And yet, like Monday morning, the enemy wakes me up and is like, what are, what are you, you yeah. guys haven't been doing anything. Have you done anything? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, I think too, I think part of that is the way culture defines work. Right. And so, and yeah, so for, good. for us in ministry or really anybody during this time, if you're working from home or, you know, you, you hear people post, uh, I haven't wore regular clothes in eight weeks, which I would, right. I would just caution you. If that's your case, I would, you should, yeah. you should yeah. wear regular clothes. Yeah. I get out I have, of the sweatpants. I have a buddy who said, I, I've, I, I had a, he said somewhere about halfway through he shifted to sweats and I said, <laughs> 
something like, you know, like, man, did you just get really comfortable? And he said, no, I was just eating a whole lot. <laughs> right. I just and couldn't button my like, pants yeah, anymore. Exactly yeah. Right. yeah well, it's like, I, I it wasn't too. a sign of my, like, you know, lack of intent for the day or my desire to be productive. It was just, I had been eating a <laughs> I lot. I couldn't button my pants anymore. <laughs> well, I think, I think when we come back, I, I would like to kind of go into yeah. that a little bit more of, how how society defines work and, and our culture and defines work and yeah. value and how our God defines work and value. And we'll talk about that when we come back. So surprisingly, uh, and it probably goes to our, uh, our preparation and our devotion to uh, making sure that this show is the best show you hear every week. Uh, we, we we wound won- up on a great to- a topic. We've wandered into a subject yeah. that I do believe is actually really, I think it's really significant because I, I do think that there's a whole bunch of people, you know, far beyond, um, you know, just the, the circle that you and I are kind of sure. in, but people that are in the marketplace, uh, business professionals, I, I think there's a lot of people that are feeling some of that emotional exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Also think this is a season of reflection. Yeah. And a whole bunch of people are looking at what they've been doing over the last many years, and they're saying, is there value in it? I think there's a whole bunch of people who are saying, does it need to go back and look as it did? Yeah. I think there's a whole bunch of people that are saying, um, you know, these, these times that I've had maybe with family or loved ones, I don't, I don't want to lose those. It's just a heavy season of reflection. And I think for some, that reflection, probably as it has for me a bit, has felt either paralyzing um, because you're almost afraid. You like don't yeah. want to get back into some things or you feel really defeated yeah. because you're like, man, like I, I don't want to get conquered kind of by the machine of, of what, what was. Yeah. And, and, and so you just really feel this just kind of a turmoil. And so I think there's yeah. people in that spot. Well, I think, I mean, my plan again, I, I've, we've at hope we, we actually closed for three days back in March. Uh, and then we, we came back. Now we've, we've kind of staggered staff and uh, as far as who comes in and who doesn't come in, but I've been in. Yep. Every day. Yep. And so my plan in June, everybody, all staff is back just as, as normal and I'm going to take time off. Right. Which is, there's even the enemy is getting in there and going, no, hold on, what do healthy. you mean? What I do you mean you're healthy. taking time but, off? But, but exactly. And so, and so as we, as we look at that, we, we have to, the interesting thing for me is, is no matter what I've listened to, I've listened to, uh, when I, when I'm working out in the morning at Sports Center, uh, when I'm, when I'm listening to podcasts. Working out in the evening. And when I'm working out in the evening, <laughs> when I'm working out in the midday, uh, I mean, I do so many workouts during the day. Uh, but, but no matter, no matter what segment of our culture I'm listening to, the common theme has been from athletes, from broadcasters, from comedians to actors, all of them have said, this has made us look at our calendar and go, we have to be strategic moving forward. Right. And, and every single one of them have said, the time with my family has just been amazing. I mean, I, I listened to an interview with Kevin Hart the other day, and he said, I got to stop. Like, I'm, I'm making a point now, my schedule, I told my agent, I told everybody, I'm going to have family time. This yeah. has been amazing. I've heard uh, superstar athletes say, 
this time with my family has been amazing. I've never been home with my family this much. And you hear broadcasters say, I'm, I'm getting time with my kids and all of these things. And that goes not just for the superstars, but for regular people. Right. And, uh, of going, hold on, maybe, maybe this is giving us an opportunity to, to spend more time with family. And as far as work goes, for me, there's, there's moments of, uh, and I think we've had this conversation too, just working in ministry. When you sit down with, with what culture and society would say, very successful, wealthy business people, and there's a sense of you want to compare your calendar to theirs. Well, I'm, I'm working hard yeah. too, or it's I'm meeting with people too, or I'm, you know, and I think sometimes when we elevate our calendar and our busyness, yes. that, that has become our idol. Yes. And we're trying to achieve something that's outside of what we've been called to do. Yeah. And you don't have to. Or I think for, for me at times, it's even can be a little bit of insecurity. Like I, for sure. I think, oh, yeah. I think um, you know, like how many times am I meeting with folks because uh, I genuinely am interested in their life, yeah. want to know what's going on, want to serve them. Uh, and I think I can say in the good, good majority, it's that it's like, th- those are the sure. motivations, but I will say there's also sometimes like, Hey, I need to connect with you just so you know that I'm yep. around and doing something, yep. you know, like, Hey, I need to connect with you just to keep you kind of in the loop, which again, there, there, any, any good leader is doing that. I mean, there's some kind of sure. management of personalities and all that other stuff. But I do think what you've talked about, you know, as you, you mentioned, I think you used the word um, value uh, and, and then just really kind of our attitude towards work and towards um, certain things. I, I think there's a lot of people that are having some emotional, they're facing some emotional hardship because um, either uh, they they don't know what the future holds mm-hmm. Um, or they're really concerned about what the future holds because they don't want to go back to something that they left. Yeah, and, and even even in the midst of all of that, we have folks that actually lost their job, and so yeah, no doubt. And so their their value, the, the, in terms of society, culture places value on that. Well, now you don't have a job to go back to, or a business owner doesn't have a business to go back to, or they filed bankruptcy during this time. There, there's so many things. And then, and then the thing that I've been reminded of during this time as well, I read an article yesterday that was talking about because of this pandemic, uh, stroke, stroke diagnosis have, have gone way down. Well, that doesn't mean strokes yeah. went away. No, people just aren't. They're going not in. going. That's right. And, and uh, cancer diagnosis have gone way down. That doesn't mean cancer went away. And so there's so many things that people are dealing with and struggling with and, and trying to walk through uh, during this time while also, and, and, and I'll be honest, there's been moments where I've felt guilty because for the Wood family, just just our our pocket, our family, immediate family, financially this hasn't been a, a negative thing. Right. For the, for the Wood family, it's been a, a time of reflection and a time of having more family time and being around the house more and not having distractions and and and, and those things. And so there's a there's a part of me during this that's going, hold on, I, I shouldn't look back at this time as a. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, exactly. And I said this to someone. Uh, you know, we've talked about empathy quite a bit over the last few weeks. And and one of the things that I, I I've been quick to say to people is like, listen. No one is telling you that you over the last few weeks were supposed to, you know, like remain in your home and act as if it was a funeral. You know, right. like 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 
on the other hand, let's be empathetic yeah. that the person across the street from us very well may have lost their job. Yeah. Uh, the, the person across the street from us could be a doctor uh, that's dealing with COVID patients and is putting their family at risk and things of that sort. Let, let's be empathetic that someone is like wrung out because they're having to let go employees who have served their company mm-hmm. and have helped build their company over the last 20 years and they're having to let them go. And so we can have and have experienced some really sweet times. We just have to be mindful yeah. that a lot of other people haven't. And, and so, you know, for me, like, I, I guess what else, what other emotions, uh, have you been dealing with? You know, you said you have maybe a little bit of guilt uh, yeah. at times. Uh, for me, it's been a little bit of almost, um, I just sense, I've learned over the years to know when my tank is getting a little bit empty. Yeah. I can almost sense, like, it feels like my preaching gets a little bit dry. I feel like, um, I, I'm probably doing the, 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 um, I, I'm not pushing it as hard as I could in certain areas of my life. Personal disciplines might feel a little bit, um, prone to kind of wane a bit. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, for you, is there anything else that just has risen up, like as you're kind of giving some emotional inventory right now? Yeah, I think I think for me, there's been moments of, and, and I've dealt with this for the last probably six to twelve months. Of everybody has something to say about everything. Yes, and so do I, uh, especially when it comes to the work of Hope Resource Center and pregnancy centers in general, and the work of the pro life movement. Do there, there's moments where I'm going, I'm not at, what's the point of me adding yeah. to the bucket of why do I need to write a blog when yeah. everybody's writing blogs right. and everybody's podcasting and everybody's doing these things. And so there's a sense of, I'm not going to, I'm not going to enter into that anymore yeah. because what do I have to provide? What do I have a value? Uh, there, there's a, there's a sense of, uh, what is normal anyway. <laughs> and, and so, sure. uh, you know, where do we want to go back to? There's also selfishly and a pride issue of looking and going, well, we have, uh, am I, I have to be here. Yep. You know, so if I look back over the last eight weeks, everybody on the staff has had time off. Yep. But guess who has it? Right. Me. Now, why is that? Is that, is that because I must be there or is that a pride issue? Probably a pride issue. And, and so that's why I'm going to force myself in the, in the coming weeks uh, to take time and, and, um, and, and I have to do that for my family and, and for me and, and, and for the organization. And so, but there's so many things yeah. that go with that of, and I was telling you off air that there's been moments, my dad's a dairy farmer. So when he gets up every day, he milks cows, he can count how many cows he milked. He can go home and say, the cows yeah. have been milked, yeah. uh, riding we, the tractor. We got the pasture mode. Yeah, yeah. All of those things. Even me on the tractor this weekend, I was able to look, after the day was done and go, this is what we accomplished. Did, did I just, I don't want to stop. Did I just show my non-countryness? Cause it, are you technically mowing or are you bush hogging? It varies. Okay. Yeah, it varies. Okay, so so that, look yeah, at me. Farmers will use mowing at, at times as okay, well. Okay. So anyways, continue. but, but as I, as I look at that, and so I've had conversations with my dad and my dad will say things like, uh, how's that hope thing you do going? <laughs> and so it's like, oh, because I sit at a desk yeah. and you're like milking cows. Right. Mine's just a hope hard. thing. Right. Yours is work. And so, uh, so there's a sense of, okay, well, so what that, what does that make me do? That makes me want to go, well, daddy, actually, here's a list of all that I did. Yes. And yes. so it immediately wants me to, 
to have my pride fluffed up and go, don't call it a hope thing. Yeah. Look what I, look what I accomplished, daddy. All right. You know? So, so, so what about this? Now, again, all of our listeners, I just need our listeners, especially if you're one of these people that you're like, is he talking about me? Like, I'm just processing aloud here for a moment. But you know, that there's, we all have an inner circle. We can all have our, like, these are our closest friends. And then we have a lot of people that we, we probably spend a decent amount of time around and a decent amount of time, the amount of time that we actually are, are either trying to kind of move forward, um, or, or try to work with or partner with. And over the last several weeks, we've not been spending time with those yeah. folks and their life. And our life seems to have continued on. Yep. And so it's created a thought in me that I want to unpack when we come back. So as we finish up the conversation today, uh, you know, look, during this time, all of us are going to have a lot of emotions and, and up and downs and, and trying to figure out what that looks like. Perspective's always important. Empathy is always important. Don't uh, bottle them up. Don't no. You need to. You need share to. With your you spouse, need to share them. Sit down with their pastor. Uh, talk often, to the friend. often yeah. joke that uh, when somebody at work will say, you know, is anything going on? I say, yeah, but but don't worry because I have packed it and pushed it so far down <laughs> that no one can deal with it. Don't do that. That's not healthy. Uh, talk through some of these things with with yeah. your spouse and with friends and, and like Jason said with your pastor. Jason, you wanted to mention a quote. That, yeah, that you, yeah. So anyways, across. I was talking just about, you know, uh, I think maybe the, the, the thing that I was trying to get at before the break was, uh, you know, we have all these people in our lives that if we were out of their life, uh, you, you kind of wonder, well, is their life going to continue on? Sure. Yeah. You know, and like how much is it really going to be impacted? In other words, if, if I, if I picked up and left, you know, Shoreline Church, uh, you know, how many of these people's lives are really going to be impacted? You know, mm-hmm. then on the other hand, um, I, and I do think a lot, a lot, I think it's more than, than what we know, you know, um, on the other hand, uh, I think, uh, there's some people that I don't see as much, and I feel like my life has continued on. Right. And so, what, what again? I, I'm not saying any of that to minimize those relationships. What I'm trying to get at is just the real focus on like the most important relationships. And so, I was looking at an article. You and I talked about Darren Patrick, uh, pastor um, who um, unfortunately died a couple weeks ago to a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, he was on a at a shooting range with a buddy. Um, they don't know if it was suicide, kind of seems to lean that direction. Right. But again, I, I'm not in the know. Um, but there's an article guy by, with, by, by name, well, excuse me, by a guy <laughs> named Tony Jones who describes that, um, they were both, uh, he and Darren Patrick were both kind of young Gen X pastors, he says, who were trying to fix evangelical Christianity. Yeah. Uh, he said, but our past diverged. The faction of which he was a part of took a more conservative track. My posse followed a more progressive one, and sadly, we became rivals. And then he continues on and talks about how um, God uh, had had really worked in his life, worked in Darren's life. Both of them had actually had um, kind of uh, uh, some, some failure. Um, you know, Darren leaving his church, this gentleman uh, walking away from uh, kind of not necessarily Christianity, but walking away from the church as as he once knew it, and uh, and then them talking about. Um, how that they had restored their relationship over the last couple of weeks uh, or last few few months, and so he then gives this quote um, about a conversation that he had with Darren just about two weeks ago, 
And I, it has rocked my world. And it says the most intense moment came during a discussion of what we'd each lost. And he says celebrity and friends and how much smaller our social circles had become. And he said this, you know, this is what Darren Patrick said or told him. He said, you know, I really want to spend the most time with the people that are going to be at my funeral. Hmm. And he said, and specifically those who will be carrying my casket. Hmm. And I, I have thought a lot about that, yeah. you know, not to be morbid, but I have thought about like, I, I'm investing into a lot of people that are not going to be the people that are at my funeral. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, and, and, and more specifically, as he said, the ones that are carrying my casket. Yep. Like, who are the people that are closest to me? Who are the people that God's allowing me to steward when it comes to my, my boys and, 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 uh, you know, the, the, the people that, um, that, that, uh, that are in my life. I mean, my wife, I think about, um, family members, just like really like those that are most close. Am I investing the most time into yeah. them? And, and some days, yes. But man, again, all the more speaking about some of these emotions that I'm facing as we get back into here in Knoxville reentry. I'm a little paralyzed by it. Yeah. And maybe not paralyzed. I'm just, I'm just concerned about well, it. Well, even, even this past weekend visiting family, you know, my parents are divorced. And, and so when we go back to visit family, if if we wanted to hit everybody, it would be it would make the weekend impossible. Yeah, right. And so Aaron and I were talking about well, what's your priorities and what's your plan? And and I looked at her and I said, look, my priorities when we visit family, if if I can spend time with anyone, it is my brothers. Right. Uh, my two brothers. That I want to spend time with my mom. I want to spend time with my dad. But but I said if I'm honest and we're just putting it all out there, I'm gonna make every minute available. To spend with Sean and Mari D, that my right. brothers, and and so, and that was a, a I never had voiced that yeah out loud, but I I, I even I felt free. I it? said it and I went, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, that, that's who I want my time <laughs> to be spent with right. because we've always been really close and best friends, and so when I go back, yeah, I would love to see my cousins. I love to see the the other folks, but. Look, I don't have that often to get back. So when right. I get back, that time's going to be devoted to to my brothers. And and I think there's something important at looking. It's not devaluing other folks. It doesn't mean I love other family members less. It just means that look, with the time that I have, I want to make sure that that we're we're being strategic with that time to spend it with the folks like you said that may be carrying my casket one day. And that that's not morbid. That's just putting priorities in line. And so, uh, Jason, I think today's conversation was fruitful. That might have been the first one during the quarantine. That was was fruitful. It's a time for new beginnings. (laughs) We'll talk to you all next week.